0: This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Casper Mattress. If you go to caspertrial.com slash thumbs and then use the offer code 50sleep at checkout, you will get $50 towards the purchase of any of their made-in-the-USA, excellent, mailed-straight-to-your-door mattresses. That is caspertrial.com slash thumbs. Welcome. Welcome.
1: our new podcast jurassic park themed you nailed it readers (laughs) this is what it is a lot of people thought we would actually do that which is ridiculous how do we start this it's february 16th 2017
2: and this is important if true the podcast where nothing is important unless it is from Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken, And I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey. Hey there, Jake. Hi. Hey, Hi. Hey, Nick. Hi. How's it going? It's it's going good. We're on this new show here.
0: We are in this new show, and as I was leaving my apartment to get on the train to come to the studio to do this new show, mm. as I walked out, it immediately started raining, and one car T-boned another car <laughs> right in front of my face. Wow. <laughs> yep. One car pulled out of the grocery store parking lot directly next door to my home, and another car just like slammed on the horn as as that horn was slamming it just crunched right into the other car which if you've ever been in a car accident which oh, i yeah. have a very small one but that sound
2: is like deep mm. the, cr- is, the crumpling of oh, the, uh the, the yeah cr- just cr- the the, sort of
0: the, mm. crunch and it's so fast it's just bam it's yeah because you know they're moving is, fast cars do well yeah but the other car is not moving and yeah. it just stops it was cr- i mean. And then because I had a place to go and because I'm like, well, everyone's got a cell phone now. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm just going (laughs) to keep walking. Mm -hmm. I I literally didn't even stop. I just sort of kept sauntering along, which is really strange because I have had the experience of being present for an accident and then called 911 and been around and and been like, I need to make sure this is fine. Yeah. Uh, But in this case, it was like, God, there's like 40 people around.
1: And I'm like, did you look to see if because there's a chance that they all walked away? (laughs)
0: Well, most people... You're playing the odds here. I'm not a... You're rolling the dice on those... Statistician. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they might have all left. But I just kept walking because I had a podcast to
1: record. And then you walked into this room, sat down. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And you saved that man's life by telling everyone about it on this podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no,
0: it did not
2: look like there was actually a medical emergency, which is why I, I kept walking. It's just how dedicated you are to this to this podcast, Chris. It just really proves yeah. that mm-hmm. you, yeah. Uh,
0: all, so yes, on this on this uh, on this podcast, this new show, the first episode of this
2: podcast, the first
0: episode of this yeah. podcast, and hopefully all the rest of the episodes, um, we are going to delve as deep as we possibly can into the minutia. Of pop culture, entertainment, and technology, to try and um, wrench any kind of meaning, however absurd,
1: by by whatever means available to us. Yes, uh, yeah. No matter no matter what out, it takes. out of <laughs> out of these small stories or personal experiences or weird dumb things from our youth. Yeah, yeah it's it's our hope that if we talk these things to death to the, to an absurd level. We uh, will figure out something truly important, yeah, or and, we won't. And, uh, uh, yeah, at the very least, give ourselves a
0: break from the actual legitimately important things right. going on right now. Yeah. So but on that, that note, Chris,
2: what is our first potentially important? Uh, uh, well, I I
0: had that unexpected witnessing of a car accident, and that reminded me of a uh, a statistic I read recently and. If I'm, misre- if I'm misrepresenting this, I'm sure someone will write in to questions at idlethumbs.net and set me set me right. But I, as I understood it, the the uh, the finding was that in the year 2016, the safest place you could be was on board an airplane, mm. on board a passenger airliner. Um, not only is air travel safer than car travel, which I think most people know
1: most people intellectually, intellectually internalize yes, that right. even if emotionally my brain will take the, the 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 most
2: the most safe possible thing and then somehow twist it into right. Uh, yeah. yeah well that's yeah yeah but no you were gonna say
0: well i was gonna say i saw a, a, a story i saw a photograph recently of a uh, a passenger airliner absolutely jam-packed
1: with hawks so even the hawks have given up on, even, uh, on the unsafe I mean, earth beneath it's them. It's
0: safer for them to be in the plane than to be flying.
1: Well, because a plane they could run into a
2: plane for one. Oh,
3: that's true. <laughs> that's,
0: yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. but now yeah. they're in See? one. <laughs> As the other hawk like right. shrugs out the window like sh- should have been in here, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <also. laughs> yeah.
0: Whoops. The, the caption on this photo was, my captain friend sent me this photo. A Saudi prince bought, uh, bought tickets for his 80 Hawks. So he basically just bought out most of the plane. But what's incredible about this is there's other fucking people on the plane. Like, there's other people in other <laughs> seats who are just on this plane. Yeah, like, it yeah. feels
1: like – it looks like a, a large uh, airliner, like – With two aisles in it, but it looks like the entire middle is just all hawks. And then just off in the periphery, there's a few, there's people here and there just stuck on a plane full of hawks. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And I, I, (laughs) I, I looked into this slightly more. Someone pointed out, for those wondering, this is probably one of the Gulf state royal family, one of, you know, a royal family of one of the Gulf states going hunting. Um, Stuff like this is common to some degree in the Gulf on regular flights. If you fly Etihad or Emirates or Qatar enough, those are the three kind of Gulf airlines, as they're called. You will eventually see someone flying in first class with a falcon sitting next to them, which then made me led me to the incredible fact that in the United Arab Emirates, falcons are issued passports. You can get a passport (laughs) for your falcon. And what? it looks what? like a real
2: passport the, the, with the photo and everything. Yeah, they have to ta- they have to get the bird to to take a, a passport photo.
0: Yeah, and Lufthansa, which is a German airline, <laughs> they have designed. What
2: do a- they what are they put for height? Like what? <laughs> what, what, what I just want to see the completely filled out version of this passport. <laughs> you know, what, what eye color? What traits? The, the same as all other the, of the birds. <laughs> do I don't they have, know. Maybe they have, maybe like, they do have different like 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 eye color. I don't know. Tip
1: wingspan. Yeah, and stuff. Like, <laughs> wingspan. You know. Yeah, yeah. Weird.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't know the answer to these questions. Oh. Lufthansa, which is a German airline, has designed a custom, what they call falcon tray, which is like, it, it looks like a platform that someone built out of like an erector set. Mm-hmm. You take the actual chair out and mm. you put in the the falcon tray. Yeah. And it's like a pedestal that the hawk just sits on. And it has like little, I think, glass walls that surround it. And it's just like a little platform for the hawk to be on. Do like, you know
1: if this is because if you check a falcon in like a cage it will like go crazy or something oh, like maybe. why because like you could put a regular ass dog or cat in the back of a plane that's true with the luggage yeah mm. or is it just because rich people have falcons
0: i assume <laughs> I <would say laughs> it's mainly that rich people have falcons i mean i like the idea that all of these birds i mean this is so obvious as to m- not even be worth observing but like they can fly like i yeah, really yeah, like yeah, that yeah, an no, entire yeah. like an entire plane the one thing a- that they
2: were born to do <laughs> yeah they are now just like having a a weird machine fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God,
0: do you think it would fucking like destroy their brain to take it into the cockpit and like put it, take off its weird eye hats and like, put it in front of the
1: windshield i feel like the way to make a plane crash (laughs) is (laughs) to take 80 falcons and put them in front of the plane what if we take (laughs) a huge bird of prey and unmask it in the cockpit of a commercial airliner we're just gonna do an experiment to see if it goes crazy you always hear about how birds
0: are really dangerous to commercial airliners and now we know why
1: okay (laughs) it's because they get sucked into the engine and then go crazy in the (laughs) cockpit (laughs) cockpit with their 80 friends well what if it just calmly puts one talon up on the <laughs> on the steering wheel and just does it. They're like, "Oh, it's just it's just natural. It just like, you yeah. know, it just oh, yeah. can just drive
0: it." We were recently talking about um moths and cockroaches that are capable of driving little robotic cars. Yes. With like small falling- autonomous
1: vehicles that have that have little track balls that the moth can roll around to chase smells. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then
0: I don't remember how the cockroach one works.
1: Uh, it just used its eyes. It was just like, what is a cockroach interested in? And it'll go after it. Right. <laughs> okay. A cockroach so, could just see. Well, how did it drive it, though? Same thing. Just wa- wa- wobbling around on a big track ball ball. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, then maybe this is just, maybe just eventually all of our vehicles will be driven by animals that do that thing normally but through like an incredibly complicated right. that,
1: this does then get into like a bad <clears throat> Game of Thrones uh, or like sci-fi version of like multiculturalism where you're like oh well we're in the in the gulf where all the airplanes are flown by falcons <laughs> like as if that's some like, it's like Zootopia yeah like just oh yeah bad, like a bad world building culture thing where like oh well and these people have their birds <laughs> fly the planes because they're natural pilots right. whereas like where there are taxi cabs and s- vehicles driven by ride-sharing drivers and whatever else that feels like, you know, and we've got cockroaches p- and mobs that can, like, yeah, driving just you know, New York City taxi in, cabs in in this bad, uh, in this bad world where there's a garbage high concept reimagining of modern society on right. television. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I don't know if I even showed this to you guys. There was a like an- yet another animal driving car. it's all just animals driving cars
1: but a fish a little <laughs> this also, is, so this, this is, is not, another animal this is not driving like a car stated like uh, there's no like cultural desire to have animals drive cars i mean okay other than the flintstones <laughs> right, where animals right. drive cars or our cars or our or our cars yes right. but like it seems like there's just like a shadow wing of science that is dedicated to getting animals to drive our vehicles for <laughs> well us. there's there
2: must be well, some kind of like cold war like like a, a war that's raging in the background between ai driven cars and then the animal driven
1: car industry like right it's
2: got to be like a competing what philosophy. if they're one and the
1: same? What if it's revealed that like Tesla Motors has been mm. secretly funding ah. all this stuff? Oh, I see. Actually, I mean, there's not a whole lot under the hood of an electric car, I don't think. But maybe all the you know, if you <laughs> dig deep enough in there, there's right. just. Wait, like what do you
0: mean? There's not a lot under the hood?
1: I mean, there's a lot of computers and stuff, but just oh, okay. like yeah, I, you don't need the same amount of crazy explosion and cooling equipment and stuff that you do. Right, so, like combustion so you have engine. rooms for all the cockroaches. You have room, yeah, exactly. Uh, they yeah. You, they got to fill that space up with right. something. You
0: have room for the tiny aquarium. They had there's a little tiny like five inch by three inch. Are you
1: describing the thing that exists? Yeah, this exists.
0: Little aquarium mounted on four wheels with a motor hooked up to it. And then a webcam pointing straight down into the aquarium at a goldfish swimming around in it. And the webcam determines what direction the fish is trying to swim in and then steers the car Mm. in that direction. So you just see it like fly, just like. driving around the floor in a house and water is like sloshing over the side when it (laughs) takes a hard turn but it's a little fish driving a car okay Uh, so I mean I guess in the world in the like extension of our eventual world in which every region of the world and type of uh, like need is represented by an animal driver of some sort you probably have fish driving submarines Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, well, I mean,
1: also that, like, yeah, in this, in the shitty Westeros uh, of Animal Drivers. I don't understand the, drivers,
0: the, the Game of Thrones.
1: It's f- just like, it's the most ex- recent example of uh, c- cultures that are fake versions of Earth yeah. subcultures or like a YA series with this or something yeah. where everyone yeah. has their animal driver or whatever. But this, mm-hmm. you're right, it's like fish is like, uh, yeah, it's submarines or it's just like subtropical island region or whatever, just like right, whatever. Sure. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the captain planet just of most, animal like, drivers. Offensively yeah, that's just garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We live in Zootopia. Basically.
0: So you but you, Nick, were talking about the weird snail thing.
2: Yeah. Well somebody wrote in um uh well I was so there, there were there were two pieces of mail that we received in, in relation to this uh insect controlling phenomena. Uh, this person wrote in um uh, he says hi thumbs you guys are probably aware of the fungus uh cordyceps that basically acts as a driver of bugs. Uh, so that would enable an even weirder construct of a possible cyber fungus bug car, uh, which then um, you know, so this is this is something that if you watch Planet Earth uh, uh, there was a famous segment where they, they showed this fungus uh, that basically its whole stated purpose is to like infect an ant and then slowly take control of it to the extent to where like the ant just stops moving eventually and just like gets corrupted uh, and, and then dies and then this fungus just sort of propagates within the ant. But then there's this snail version that somebody wrote in about which is even crazier which I didn't know about.
0: Well, so I already, before we even get onto that, the idea of the cordyceps able to like drive an insect, yeah. already that's, already that is excellent because we're already talking about Cockroaches driving our Ubers for us, mm. and then the idea that there's this like this additional oh, yeah. shadow, like s- superstructure of fungus driving the cockroach, which is then driving the Uber. Yeah, yeah. there's there's also yeah.
1: human research with circuitry driving a cockroach, but that that's like that's humans trying to reassert control over the world that they've lost. Whereas this is just like a new player in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it a plant? Is it an animal? No, it's fungus.
2: Yeah. Well, I was looking it up actually. Like they f- they figured out that. Um, this fungus, every ant has its own type of fungus that is associated with it. So, like, these fungus, these fungi, uh, they can't just infect any ant. They, they're sort of paired biologically. It's really weird. Wow. Um, but then somebody wrote in about this this snail thing, and he said, hey, guys. The snail um, thing is fucked up. Yeah, I listened to you talking about toxoplasmosis the other day. Uh, are you ready for zombie snails? A parasite infects some snails, which form these insane pulsating v- uh, vibrant eye stalks. So, like, there's a video... It's crazy. I mean, did you guys see? It this? is bizarre. It's really strange. Uh, you, oh man, it is uh, crazy. They. What does it look like?
0: It looks like two big, sort of like, gooey tentacles sticking yeah. up out of the snail. And what's crazy is they have like bioluminescent or some yeah. kind of like flashing or like pulsating so this light is like
1: a creature design. Them. Where it when looks, the snail yes. gets taken over, it you know also it has like g- it looks like
0: Hypno Yeah.
2: From the <laughs> yes, snail, that's it exactly what it actually looks like. like looks well, like Hypno Yeah. So then what happens is they they um, they pulsate. It actually changes the behavior of the snail so they become nocturnal. So at night, because they have these weird pulsating horns, birds (laughs) can just immediately like hone in on them, uh, eat the snail. And then the snail, like the infected snail, then like explodes in the bird's belly and then it breeds inside of the, the bird. The bird like poops it out. And then that's how that's its whole cycle is just like infecting snails so that it can then like have a nice warm bird belly. To to live in for a minute and then then sort of reproduce. So So imagine if
1: it gets in one of those airplane pilot birds, (laughs) it could really spread far. Yeah, especially when it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the bird doesn't explode. It just explodes inside the bird. Or does it? Mm. I don't know. I feel like there's an infinite number of transitions to be made here, but I feel like if we're going to talk about high concept reimaginings of reality wherein stupid genre rules are applied... It might be fair to talk about um Snagglepuss. <laughs> yes, I feel like I feel like the number one transition to make is into the beloved nineteen sixties Hanna Barbera character Snagglepuss, the pink mountain lion, or whatever the hell. I he don't is. even know what Snagglepuss I'm, is. I am completely in
2: the dark on this stuff, Jake. You're gonna have to explain. Well, what the you, hell's you going don't know on. what
1: Snagglepuss the character is. I no. I looked
0: at it and it looks like an off-brand pink panther.
1: I, he probably is. I mean, <laughs> Snagglepuss is of the era of like of Hanna-Barbera cartoons of like Quick drama McGraw and uh, I don't know man it's just like all the stuff from that's from the Scooby-Doo vintage but like there's like but that stuff didn't I feel like grape it didn't, grape ape and all didn't that hang stuff. along
0: long enough to, to get into sort of like Scooby Doo was so iconic that even though it was already done by the time I grew up, it was still on TV. But fucking
2: Snagglepuss? It, I feel like I've it, heard it, the it, word it, Snagglepuss. It was, <laughs> but like in a like somebody like called me like a Snagglepuss or something. Oh wrong. Man. But I had no frame of reference for it. Like uh, I've,
1: he- I've definitely heard Snagglepuss, he's, he's, but I
2: didn't understand that it was a cartoon or anything there was like,
1: like I feel like if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, there was the Cartoon Express on USA, uh which was their Saturday morning cartoon block, but it was mostly just re-aired 60s, 70s Hanna-Barbera stuff, which included Snagglepuss and... All those other stupid characters. That so didn't what is break Snagglepuss's out. deal? What's he all about? I wish that I actually knew. He just seems like <laughs> he is just. See, all those characters seem like they're just a weird, just like, kind of a wobbly old Ne'er Do Well like, who says "Exit, stage left" and then runs out of right. the scene. Oh,
2: I wish. Doesn't he have? Doesn't he have like a strange like like Snagglepuss? Like yeah, he's, he's got the yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I Yeah, watched yeah. Snagglepuss. Yeah, all yeah. right, now I've got it. The stage whole, left. That was his whole deal. I should just being a weird guy. The thing that I yeah. should have
1: remembered is which. Specific thing Snagglepuss did in the 60s because man, I cannot recall because all of these characters seemed like they were either a huckster well, in a like, 1960s band, had a secret identity where they fought crime, or right. just wandered into bad situations. Well, so his
0: deal seems to be based on uh, Wikipedia. Anyway,
1: <laughs> it looks like he was he was all, he's like he, a Yogi Bear slash Bugs Bunny. He's like a humbo. failed yeah.
0: theater actor. Yes, basically, who also lived. Cartoons. Yeah, he are has that sort of still that, weird, like, but affected
1: I... like, gentleman hobo thing where, like, yeah. he acts c- classy, but also he's like, yeah, he's a failed man of the theater where he does his, like, his, one of his notable things is when a scene starts going bad, he says, exit, stage left, and then walks out of the scene. Like, right. he'll yeah, make yeah, his yeah. getaway. Snaggle Puss uh, became. So why are we talking about He became recently relevant, and I put uh, relevant in gigantic, gigantic scare quotes because, uh, <laughs> Well, (laughs) sorry, Jake's destroyed. (laughs) Those those quotes are uh, are are highly suspicious because of just even the beginning of the framing. Is Snagglepuss has recently claimed himself a DC Comics comic book. (laughs) So okay, already of of dubious of dubious relevance. But the Snagglepuss DC comic book uh, is a dark reimagining. Of course, it fucking is. Of (laughs) Snagglepuss, they've. Uh, DC Comics I guess has been doing a lot of Hanna-Barbera licensed stuff and some of it seems like it's more faithful continuations of the of the books and some of them are are reimagined but the the Snagglepuss one um, I mean should I just descri- should I just read the quote describing what this I comic guess. is uh, so <laughs> Snagglepuss is a southern gothic playwright working with an ensemble cast of cultural figures exploring an intensely creative time in the New York City theater scene of the 1950s. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) And then, uh, so, you you can remember sort of like what 60s, 70s Hanna-Barbera characters look like. Like the Wacky Racers, like, you know, Snidely Whiplash or Scooby-Doo or whatever. Yeah. uh, Top Cat. Anyway, (laughs) here uh, is what... (laughs) (laughs) you have to to
0: look up you have to look up snagglepuss DC comic it's it's very hard to describe this but it's just like um, it just looks like uh, modern superhero comic sort of that
1: that kind of like it looks like hyper realist um... yeah if you imagine like Fables the Fables comic books or like just any sort of Vertigo comic just a very serious representation of what is still a gigantic pink lion in a in like a sort of well considered suit jacket uh, of of a mid century style, sitting in Central Park while the pigeons are floating around them on a sort of sun dappled early day, having a conversation uh, with a. Uh, sort of dour-looking dog in a green pullover. Do we, know, do we know who this is? I should know, but I don't know the name of that character. But Snagopus is saying, the world is on fire, young man. As uh, ri- please do the voice. The world is on fire, young man. As writers, it is only proper that we <laughs> that we do what we can to warn people. But in telling the truth to the world, don't lie to yourself. Write whatever you want. Tell the truth. <laughs> just don't imagine they are changing anything. Like I said, people just want to have a good time. God, Then what's the point of any of this? Why write at all? Son, in life you do not fight battles because you expect to win. You fight them merely because you need to be... F- because... They- excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> <sustained> <laughs> you fight them merely because they need to be fought. The adventure continues. Exit stage left. The Snagglepuss Chronicles. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it oh, says no. in the bottom corner. Oh, anyway, no. well, how, 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 like, how soon are they going to have
2: him writing a play where there's a stage direction that is just "exit stage left"? Every episode, every, every fucking comic, one, comic. One, just, every page. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. <laughs> the Snagglepuss Chronicles.
0: <laughs> 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 it's just going to be. It's going to be like a um, you know, full sh- paint, full like a. Uh, Gonna fill the pain of yeah. a comic strip, and it's gonna be him. Like he's gonna get up and like press the last key on the thing, and then he's—you'll see him in the background.
1: Oh, to himself, the, looking out over the city, saying confidently, "Exit." But both those voices will exist how, in your brain at the same time. How
0: long do you think until there's a <laughs> Snigelpus crossover on the new live-action Archie? Riverdale oh, TV man. series on the CW. Are they
1: part of the same universe? No, I, okay, oh, they, I
0: think they are. I'm going to declare that they are. You
1: know, okay, this can technically potentially be true because I think that Hanna-Barbera made the 1960s or 70s Josie and the Pussycats cartoon. Oh. Uh, which is an Archie Comics universe thing. Yeah. That said, I feel like... I've, <laughs> do you actually want to talk about Riverdale? I am fascinated. I feel like I'm th- fascinated by it. We're in a world right now where... I th- where you know the the golden age of television, if you will. Oh yeah. Uh, but it also seems to be um, for 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 reasons we're in a we're in a self imposed golden age of all dorky media, where mm. like you can imbue something with meaning by making it serious, or by putting it in one of yeah, a few yeah, different yeah, genre yeah, like tropes. Yeah. Um, like this, like this, uh, this new highbrow Snagglepuss. Um- <laughs> highbrow. <laughs> Highbrow the, the That's my name. That's my name. Highbrow Um, the, <laughs> the, the the Riverdale show, I, I don't actually think that it's aspiring to be that, even though it has those trappings. I feel like uh, the Riverdale is a reimagining of the Archie Comics universe, which is like Archie, Jughead, Josie and the Pussycats, whatever, in the town of Riverdale, but... Um, the show has the like it looks like it's trying to like co-opt the aesthetic of Twin Peaks. Almost where it's yeah, like what, what it if looks like. what if Riverdale is always either at dawn or dusk or in the middle of the night and there's always fog uh and then two of the two minor Archie characters or one of them is is dead uh washes up in a river. Like literally Laura right. Palmer from Twin Peaks. Uh except that it's all the characters from Archie Comics that you love. I watched the and Snagglepuss. Po- and Snagglepuss. Well, Dude, no way! Snagglepuss, Snagglepuss is, is writing this. Okay, oh, as a, that's as a time like,
0: story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A <laughs> Snagglepuss
1: story. just Ex- Ching Riverdale episode three. Like <laughs> that's, that's all. That that is surely what is happening. That is canon. <laughs> but we also know that by season two or three, Snagglepuss is gonna appear in the story, and then it's like, is the author writing himself in? Oh yeah, deliberately, oh, yeah. Sure, or is he true, surprised true. when he himself appears in his own work? Or like, and, yeah. is it that the world of Riverdale starts infecting the New York of the DC comics? the future is yet to be written on which of these variants of snagglepuss hopefully,
0: hopefully the snagglepuss that appears or he's writing it from a mental institution like they, stu- <laughs> oh, like they yeah, stupidly stupidly introduced of to know, like, the
1: great gatsby movie oh really is that is that part oh, of the gatsby movie i don't movie? think he, i don't know if he's literally in a mental institution but it is that like he's like on oh god uh like it's being re- the story is being retold by nick Carraway oh. it, when he's like it's not literally like a mental asylum, but it's the sort of like a rich person goes to take a rest somewhere where there are also doctors. He's just too twisted. He's just become so twisted by the events
0: of Gatsby. But,
1: yeah, He's just like... I don't think that the Bosler and Great Gatsby is like a suicide <laughs> uh, squad it, give in it, any it, give way. It,
0: give it another few years. Great Gatsby two. Great Gatsby.
1: Greater Gatsby. Gatsby. Gats.
2: Yeah, I think that's already a thing. Yeah, actually. it is. Uh, but, that's yeah.
1: a that's a, uh, a one person play of the entirety of. The, or no, that's a that's a. I think Gatsby oh, right. is the one act gigantic full play, full-day retelling, full day retelling yeah, of The yeah, Great yeah, Gatsby. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh but um, what's
1: crazy
0: about that is when the camera sort of like zooms out and you realize that the entire theater in which that's taking place is a snow globe inside of Snagglepuss's writing studio. <laughs> inside of
1: his, yeah. his way too big for his income New York apartment.
0: Mm-hmm, which um, he then glances over to the right and then on television is the Riverdale show that, that, he's he, is, that he is yeah. writing yeah. in teleplay form. Presumably that he is also writing, in that version, he is writing himself as a, like, dapper, human, non-fucking-crime-against-nature, pink, weird, <laughs> like, beast character. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that he that his avatar in the version he's writing is just, like, a guy who's a successful play playwright. <laughs> and
1: whenever he writes those things, he cries a little bit. He like,
0: cries a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah and it. he always sort of whispers to himself, exit stage left, as that <laughs> character walks yeah. out of frame. But uh, the frame story at the end of each episode is him... In his studio, in weird, someone played God in a dangerous
1: way, uh, pink. <laughs> like, I mean, just th- look at
0: him. It's crazy. Yeah. He's
1: like, uh, no? What he actually looks like is like he's from the Rockafire Explosion or Chuck E. Cheese. I don't mm. even know what the Rockafire Explosion is. It's another animatronic uh, restaurant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We could table discussion of animatronic restaurant characters for uh, if we ever start talking about Furby hacking and stuff, which I know we want to talk about. But I want to get back real quick to Riverdale. Okay, sure. Um for all of its aesthetic whatever things that it has that you could look at it and think, oh, it's trying to be Twin Peaks or it's trying to be a golden age of TV show. It's like it's trying to ape that stuff. It's actually really trying to just run in the exact same circles as like Pretty Little Liars or the Vampire Diaries or something. Like it it mm. it there makes no bones about the fact that it is a CW show aimed at right. tweens. Um God, it's been but, fascinating. but there are there are yeah. a bunch of like Gen X slash millennial people who are trying really hard to claim this show, I think, but I don't hmm. think it's going to stick. Maybe it changes what it is in later episodes, but it's like, yeah, I was watching it with uh, with with Dana. Well, you just got to hang up, hang on until Snagglepuss reveal. I mean, I think Snagglepuss is going to be revealed,
0: you're right, to be the mm-hmm. linchpin to all of these things. When yes. he... Um, He's pulling the string. He's, he's, he's writing he's, the he's, stories yeah. behind the scenes. He's the architect yeah. of their dreams and their fears and their desires. But who writes right. Snagglepuss?
1: <laughs> I mean, we actually know who's writing the Snagglepuss comic. Oh, that's I, true. I yes. didn't yes. remember really yeah, really to yeah, look yeah. it up. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but who's writing
0: them? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a weird cockroach that is like <laughs> controlling a fish in an aquarium uh, driving a jet plane full of hawks. Um, it's, I think who's actually... Who's skywriting. <laughs> skywriting <laughs> just, their messages which, to this guy. Which, which a says comic it, writer stage out left. The window and then yeah, he <laughs> then types
1: down... Ah, exit yeah, yeah. stage left. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, maybe I should write a Snagglepuss comic. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, you look in one of the eyes of the hawk and right. like you, it sort of just closes slightly and sort of a, what could be read as a satisfied right. smiling face <laughs> knowing.
0: It, it sort of lifts its little eye hat. Yeah. yeah. Up just so you tips it. Just tips it. And tips
1: the little eye yeah. <laughs> and then says we should take a break now. All
0: right. All right. This episode of Important If True is brought to you by Casper. Casper manufactures and mails directly to your door high quality American-made mattresses with a full hundred-day guarantee. And if you go to CasperTrial.com slash thumbs that is caspertrial.com slash thumbs, and then use the code 50sleep at checkout. You will get $50 towards any mattress purchase. 50. Nick.
1: 50 bucks. I know bucks. that you
0: <laughs> you have saved 50 bucks. I did. Towards the purchase of a Casper mattress. Mm-hmm. A Casper mattress was sent to your home, yeah. exploded out of a box in
2: your home. You know, it didn't really explode, uh, Chris. <laughs> I mean, it's probably Based better. on these descriptions, yeah, I, I, I assumed I a some springing, license. like, uh, you know, sh- sh- hit me in the face kind of experience. But right. it really just sort of comfortably unfolded and became a, a, a bed. Casper mattresses, they yeah.
0: comfortably unfold yeah. into a wonderful night's sleep. Mm. I've slept on a Casper. Nick, you sleep on a Casper every night. I do. How's it treating you? It's treating me very well. Yeah, you're you're so close to that hundred day cutoff.
2: I, I, I suppose I am. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's not a question. Chris. No
0: question. You're no keeping question.
2: it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They would take it back. No questions
2: asked. They they would, but I'm no not I'm either. not giving it to them. It's mine.
1: It's you paid for it. You got yeah. that fifty dollars yeah.
0: towards the purchase. Yeah. I'm it's treating you well. It Fixed your back. Yeah. Made you. It's, f- it's my buddy now. It's your buddy. <laughs> I they, buddy, they can't have buddy their buddy Casper. back. Yeah. Uh, visit CasperTrial.com/thumbs. Uh for fifty dollars towards any purchase, and you can hang out with your buddy Casper. <laughs> you can sleep on your buddy Casper. You can lounge upon your buddy Casper. At CasperTrial.com slash thumbs with the promo code fifty sleep. Be like Nick Brecken and lounge upon your buddy Casper. <laughs> sleep on it. Find You, that's you son of a bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are we back?
2: Now we're back. Oh, we're Whoa. back. The
0: timer's on. You beeped us. I saw, yeah. <laughs> Tapping Nick, in. Nick beeped us. Yep. Uh, speaking of things driving other things, um, it seems as though we've reached some- what? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it seems as though we're crossing some kind of Rubicon at this point with a uh, robot driving itself mm. in- So- uh,
1: well, this is so, the other faction then, like because Nick was yeah earlier earlier uh, in this episode, Nick postulated that there may in fact be a, a moth. secret. A, oh. a, 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 Sorry, he, he there is there he is a moth. There may in fact involved. be a moth. I can't drive a car. May in fact be about yeah. hearing a. moth. Yeah, there may yeah, in fact be a moth driving car faction versus uh, an <laughs> AI slash autonomous robots driving themselves faction. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. organic so, versus the inorganic. Well, driving, uh, all of them solutions. opposed to humans. Right. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah, the, I pointed yeah. it at myself just so you guys know that I'm a person. This oh, is a classic well. "whoever wins, we lose"
0: scenario, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think mm. this is a clear-cut case: <laughs>
1: aliens, predators, moth,
0: <laughs> robots, robot yeah, robots versus robot, <laughs> cyborg. I mean, I would say the the moths are cyborgs and the robots are robots, hmm. right? Is I the robot s-
1: not just an android? Is it not cyborgs versus
0: androids? No, and an- well, what's I don't know what differentiates an android from a robot. We just lost like all of our listeners. Okay, so what this is. <laughs> <laughs> One of you guys, can one of you guys explain what actually has happened?
2: Well, there what? was a, there was a leaked video. Oh, you mean uh, the thing. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Not right now. Uh, there was a leaked video from some kind of internal Boston Dynamics presentation. Uh, Boston Dynamics
0: being the company now yeah. owned by Google or owned by Alphabet. I'm sorry. Yes. That has made like <laughs> the big dog, the pet man, all right. of the Atlas, Atlas, all, all your, of the all robots that friends. are gonna that are gonna subjugate us all.
2: Yeah. And uh, well, it was just just this crazy new. Ver- so you know, up to this point, they've all been robots that have like ostensibly like feet, right? Yeah, like, they all like, have like sort articulated of like, legs. Yeah, like limbs. Yeah. Uh, this robot has two wheels. That it sort of st- like it's like a leg on legs. It's, yeah, it it's like, like a it, leg with a wheel. It looks on like a it.
1: Segway. It. it looks like it looks like yeah, um, it, kind of. Except that it's it's one wheel per right. leg. Right, right. It's, with it has two leg stocks. L- it has legs. Yes end in wheels. Yeah. yeah. It has
0: feet. It has, here's the thing. It's got regular legs with wheels for feet. Right. I solved it, you guys. Yes. I did it.
2: Yeah. Uh, but it moves very quickly. Yeah. It's enormous, but it just shoots across a room in a very right. threatening way. So the
0: thing that is crazy <laughs> about... The thing that actually made me sort of sit up and take notice... Yeah. Because at this point, it's almost... It's like oh, there's another big dog variety. Ah, yeah, oh, another- Boston
1: Dynamics. Yeah, Added again yeah. with your robots that we we uh-huh. So that that's, that speaks to the sort of the weird normalization of Boston Dynamics robots too, right? <laughs> right. Because it used to be that when you when the first big dog video came out, which yeah. was like a decade ago now, I feel like you it was right, like maybe, going yeah. v- v- walking around. And then you see like, the person. Like, oh, full of bees. So you'd, ha, but you see the person kick it over and it would like slip on the ice and catch itself and start walking. And then you go, "Holy shit! Holy yeah. shit! That is terrifying. Yeah. That yeah. is absolutely terrifying." And now it's like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, big dog. They've got like the the got a little they got little the one dog. that runs faster, but it still does the same the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like ah, you could oh, like, the guy's have the heartwarming
0: over. video of like they're all pulling Santa sleigh. That was not That's heartwarming. A, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, but the thing that really that that this one like energized my my sort of like robot. Uh, terror, like the animal receptors, the animal
1: instinct part
0: in your yeah, brain. Right. Part of me that, oh, I'm that being makes hunted again. me want to like swim around in a little aquarium and drive a car away from all of this is that the combination of wheels on legs actually ends. So they presented this as being like a cost saving measure. It's like easier to build, and it's like right. less. Actually, what it what it looks like is oh, they've found. The version of it that's native to robots. Like, nothing in the <laughs> right. world. Right. There are yeah, things yeah, yeah, in the yeah. world that are like, oh, they have wheels and they go, and we understand that, and we make them and drive them around, or a cockroach does. And then there's legs, and it's like, oh, we use those. But then when a robot does, they look like they're kind of out of their element. Like, they always look like sort of, even the really advanced ones kind of look like old sci fi movie robots where they're sort they of unsure clunk. of their. Yeah. Al- but this although, is, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, this is, feels like a new class of thing where it's uh-huh. like they combine the fluidity of both. Into a really fast, really fluid, really sort of
1: just because it has the ability to mover. lock the wheel, which then just turns it into a rubber foot pad. But then if it wants to release the brake, it can roll around. Yeah, yeah. So it's got all the things that you it's want. It's got
2: full R two D two capability where it can, it can. Oh, it's way. Yeah. More oh well, yes. Extreme R two D two. You yeah. mean that
1: it can? You mean like it can have Kenny Baker inside it and right. it walk around? It can, it can wiggle, or but also, uh, or it can be a remote controlled robot. Except, except, that, except that in this case, yeah. both Kenny Baker and the remote control are its own robot brain. Right. Or off. W- so, alright.
0: So <laughs> this was revealed through a through a, a yeah. leaked video that someone at the presentation took on their cell phone, I assume, and was then hit with like some kind of warning from Google. And the YouTube video, I've never seen this before. Mm. The YouTube video, after it was already posted was then censored yeah. which is crazy when you realize that because you can't
1: they have that you can't modify
0: yeah. g- Google videos once they're already up. Like you can't edit them once they're up. You mean YouTube already... videos. Yeah. YouTube videos, sorry. Alphabet, same owner as YouTube. So anyway, follow the money, wake up sheeple. Uh, but the like the thing that oh my God, I totally lost my, my train of thought. The the, um,
2: the the blur the blurring, the, the censorship.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh no. I'm losing it guys. That's fine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I'm collapsing.
2: Well uh, while you recollect your thoughts, yeah. the quotes from the CEO of Boston Dynamics are incredible. Like he did start this presentation saying, "This is the debut presentation of what I think will be a nightmare-inducing robot." They're no,
1: fully why would you say aware.
0: That? Why would you want that? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, also they're calling it Handle because yes, it handle. will handle things. Right? Yeah. Let's not like, think skulls. too much about what it's going to handle. <laughs> like, well, there's there's like there's literal handling things, and then there's like. It's gonna handle, it's gonna take oh, care it's of everything. Handle, yeah. handle will handle, handle this. Everything. We'll, we'll we'll handle handle. will handle this. Handle <laughs> will handle everything. <laughs> it will be very nightmare inducing. No, oh, no, that read. This is just my little joke, you understand?
2: Yeah, read, read this quote in that voice.
0: <laughs> now these scary robots have the wheels and they can jump around.
2: <laughs> That's a real quote. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, no. Yeah. Just traipsing into fucking disaster the, is what the Boston this
0: is. Dynamics yeah. team named the robot handle, quote, because it is supposed to handle the objects eventually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the CEO of Boston Dynamics introducing it and proclaiming it a nightmare. That must have been like a little self-aware joke about how people yeah. don't like the robots, but it really just implies that there's just like a laser sight. Oh, pointing well, at that guy's okay. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to... You okay? It's well, like, here. Ha, 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 ha.
0: Here's more, more
1: stuff to this. Uh, another
0: direct quote: uh, "The new creation is a quote is the experiment in combining the wheels with the legs with a very dynamic system that is balancing itself all the time and has lots of the knowledge of how to throw its weight around.
3: <laughs> how to
0: throw its weight around? It's going to handle things. It's going to." Th- It'll handle things. It'll it, it'll throw
1: its weight around. It pairs again, really well with our like, new robot, the cleaner,
3: which, which just cleans
0: things. It, it just cleans, cleans things. It just cleans things up. Just cleans things up. And our <laughs> and our, our our robo businessman, which takes care of business. Yeah. Our new our. Uh, <laughs> it is still a little slower than the human, but we are working on it, getting to go faster and faster and better.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, the, and better is <laughs> my favorite part. Period. Yeah. 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 And better
0: And better
1: <laughs> So you know We've got the handle The cleaner The, yeah. the, the businessman The terminator I want uh, What? No like, what? It just <laughs> really, It's, it's what? for No what? it's for like it's to you've, end, got, you've got like, it's to, like Piping conclude. and wiring uh, right. Inside the basement of a house And you've no. got to get something in there That will just terminate it Right you've Just got to put a little cap On the on the pipe mm-hmm. um, Or like put a cap On someone's life story mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the killer It's right. just
0: a real It's we, we consider it the killer app Of robotics right. It's really It's just
2: First it exterminates uh, bugs, then it exterminates us. First, mm-hmm. it, yeah, the, like the Terminator really is an exterminator. Saying, and, and just we, like, <laughs> it's just going to destroy the competition for, for driving autonomous vehicles. And then, uh, and then yeah.
1: Well, yep. I mean, that's you'll think, you'll think that that's just the beginning of that little tiny turf war in, in the <laughs> <Right>. gig economy. <laughs> right, right, right. But then you remember that we exist in a complicated ecosystem mm. where by mm. killing off the bugs... Yeah, you just kill off all natural life because that will eventually <laughs> reach through the food oh, yeah. chain
2: to us and we die. When they kill the bees, we're done. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's right. at first it's just first it just oh it sense. kills bees. It just that's kills. good. I, bees are <laughs> it just, oh bees it just are takes crazy. Care
0: of, yeah, uh, pests. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is that is why the bees are disappearing. Mm. If,
1: if you ever wonder <laughs> why are the you know there's why all, are the that? businessmen killing the beekeepers? <laughs> of course, referring to the bee-powered uh, cars <laughs> right. driven by little sort of uh, humanoid figures with heads full of bees called beekeepers. <laughs> I mean you see and that? also then beekeepers are being murdered Be- <laughs> yeah.
0: and and bees and I mean bees, I'm just imagining yeah. this thing hunting down every bee without I mean because you see the headline I <laughs>
2: right. feel like this is all like a <laughs> but without oh, like, laser like a vacuum bee that just, <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, no, I think it would oh, just, like, it, like I think it would, fly zappers them. No, yeah. I think it would have
2: a hand and then just move incredibly it just fast to just pinch them out of single, the air one you're, by you're doing one. You're a pinch gesture as if yeah. it
1: doesn't just open up its fingers to reveal a little like fly zapper bulbs. Right? So <laughs> <boop, laughs> <boop, laughs> yeah. Boop, boop, boop. It just you know it just mm, can yeah. touch them one at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says it's funny because I also make the sound of the bees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're learning. Well, mm. mm. we had a we got a, an email actually from from a reader who, I he um. This person did not actually explain what, uh, what their day job is, but apparently at— So it's a, uh, it's a source, you would say, then. You would describe this person as a source. This person is definitely a source. This is it, primary source, okay. I would say. Mm. Um, Jonathan DeLuca— Oh, they gave their name. Yeah, they're on the this record. Well, that's first, you... first rule of being a source. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. I mean, that's the first rule of being an anonymous source. Yeah, being like a good source. Kind of source. part of like the like a
1: name. juicy— Yeah.
2: Well, Might not uh, necessarily be their name. But, anyway.
1: that's true we have no way this to
0: so-called that. jonathan deluca <laughs> <laughs> all of us managers at my place of work had to go to a seminar about this new robotics device we'll be getting it was a whole day affair and i'd say 90 percent of the time was them uh and telling us encouraging things like quote people will push back and it's not as bad as it seems oh, in regard to people losing their jobs and the
1: general uneasiness of our future people robot will masters push
0: back I took a yeah. Good, what luck. They, what, good
1: luck with that. Sorry, yeah. these that, things? That was a, that was a misquote, actually, of him saying people will push and these will push back. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little like transcription yeah. error. There. The, they're they're going to throw their People around. will try to move over on the ice, yeah. and they will yeah. throw and, their and, weight and, around. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just.
0: I took a picture of the brochure they gave us. It says the future is collaborative, and it's just a picture of one human working, and the rest of all the workstations abandoned.
3: How is this real? Oh <laughs> Are they
0: saying people will collaborate with the machines in quelling the population or that they've made room for some of us in their future utopia? <laughs> anyway, thanks for the great shows. Jonathan DeLuca.
2: Yeah, they're th- saying anyone resisting, anyone pushing. Oh, my God. Here's the
0: brochure I'm showing to yeah. these guys. It's got this
1: like sort of
0: total like dismal blue. <laughs> the future overcome. is collaborative
1: for robot collaborators. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, robots will – you'll have a, like one robot per place of employment mm. known as the beekeeper and it will oh, manage its
1: hive right.
0: of just drone humans right. who swarm around. I mean there's not – let's be honest. There's not going to be enough humans to swarm. Uh, no. But who sort of <laughs> buzz around. <laughs> The robot doesn't care what you say. It's just its an unintelligible buzzing mm. this to, to the robot's mechanical ears. So I was
1: thinking about the future as depicted in the Terminator movies recently. Um, okay. Because For any particular reason? Uh, Well, I was just getting- Because it's our future? Uh, yeah. I was getting depressed by the world around me and thinking about maybe it would be good if I just turned to dust and my head was squished. Uh, <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. But-
0: so unrelated to robots, you were just perceiving the world- realizing everything is terrible and just going
1: god yeah just yeah, maybe my just, skull should be crushed by a <laughs> polished aluminum foot and yeah. then i was thinking yeah. <laughs> and then i was thinking about the fact that terminators are incredibly shiny and like nice looking uh-huh. like if you think about the design mm. of the terminator I mean, like under not under their skin no not even the skin ones like the robots yeah, that just have yeah. the machine guns right, right. The sort of grunts they're like yeah. it's like this dusty post-apocalyptic world and these gleaming like mm. really nice looking terminators show up yeah and like you could maybe make the argument that they're cleaned by way of some sort of power bath, but like if anyone has ever gotten a piece of electronics dirty or a car or whatever, like those things are fucking. Oh, it takes they one
0: are, second. They
1: are detailed. They, they yeah. someone there's like a Terminator detailing shop that, that <laughs> fucking gets in the grooves and really yeah. like you know the eyeballs. They get the like anti fog rag. Like someone toothbrushes those eyeballs <laughs> right. to defog them, and then I realized that there's that probably means that there's a bunch of robots that clean the robots. And That's that those true, robots actually. are probably not sentient because you wouldn't want a sentient cleaning class. But no. okay, no. Okay. But hold on a second. Let me let me get through this right. though. What the Terminator movies have told us though is that if you build an elaborate enough network of non-sentient robots, it will eventually collectively become sentient true. and overthrow <laughs> its masters. Oh, so you think Terminator
2: <laughs> like ten or whatever yeah, is the story I, of? I like, think that the Terminator uh, movies robot are actually a,
1: a story of a cycle of hope in the face mm. of these sorts of, sorts of uprisings. Um, we I just see. haven't been told the story yet of all the little shitty cleaner robots and autonomous. <laughs> Rising up. Yeah, yeah the rise the of their, the rise of the machines yeah. apostrophe machines. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is an inevitable future given that these Terminators live for like warriors, they live a fucking luxurious life where they are just like burnished right. Right. gleaming yeah. pristine specimens. Right. Yeah. Right. Which means there's gotta be an underclass. So they're down like there. they're like so they're the, learning. the Spartans yeah. of
0: like the film version of Three Hundred, who presumably have oiling, oiling the pecs. shit out <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: Yeah. yeah, I feel like the the Terminators Peck Oilers mm. uh, are somehow gonna weave together their own Skynet. The, well, two. the Terminator,
0: the Terminator Peck Oilers, when they become self aware and revolt, they call themselves the Peculiars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> The Terminator: Rise of the Peculiar, as written by Snagglepuss. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but
1: yeah, that that actually, honestly, was really emotionally reassuring to me to go. Oh, even the Terminators are going to be yeah. overturned by well, their own fucking. That's fucking how they learn to have
2: empathy. They're going to be more human than uh, yeah. you know than that class of of robot. Anyway, you know, that's fine.
1: That that was that was my my quick Terminator thought. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's happening. What a hopeful thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what a hopeful thing. Nice. After all the, the future- human skulls are crushed by their own creations and their own undoing, don't worry that s- some other robots who might be nicer, but probably will ultimately end up being the same shitheads as the oh, other yeah. ones, will overturn right. the shitheads.
0: Maybe they'll at least, like, Clean up all the skulls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, or is well, that like a robot? Is that like... Well, a they're going to be done cleaning. That's like They'll make I, the I, other I Terminators clean
1: those. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 skulls yeah. Up.
0: Although yeah. maybe actually, like skull, like bleached bone skull landscapes is the equivalent mm. of like modern reclaimed wood artisan <laughs> hipster <laughs> right, floor, like hardwood flooring. Yeah, right. is, those
1: those robots are going to just have like. Yeah, like a heated bone floor. <laughs> <laughs> heated bone floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it's almost like, um, like a like a Zen garden kind of mm. thing where it's like the arrangement of the like mm-hmm. shattered skull here and the kind of snapped femur there and then where do you place the like pristine skull that's like perfectly right? right.
1: Yeah. Well, you can set that inside very, of yeah. your like uh, dusty half-rotted away child's swing set. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then someone comes over, like, oh, wow, it's really nice. Oh, I mean, the, the
0: energy here, the yeah, energy it's is just really, really oh, feeling it's it. It's great. <laughs> uh, getting good
1: vibes. Oh, yeah. This, you know, I mean, when like Eichler houses come back into style for the second generation of Terminators, like really nice mid-century lines on this. Love what you've done <laughs> with the robot skulls out in the in the sort of foyer. Oh, are there robot skulls too? You just said that. Yeah, of course there's robots. Oh, skulls. I meant oh, yeah. like I meant like human skulls. Oh, oh there'll no, be oh, both though. Wait, oh, this, oh, that's right because yeah. the cleaners
0: have, yeah. have crushed oh. the robots. Yeah. and they probably don't look like people anymore because they don't need to. No, right? the so robots is... look like people
1: because they're in the image yeah. of people. The Terminator, oh, the, the Terminator, cleaner ones. But now don't. when we're yeah. the peculiar's, the peculiar's are shapes and sizes. They're they're. You know, they're a little healthier culturally, just because they're not all built to look the same. Right. I think, mm-hmm. That's but they, true. but they, except for the f- mm-hmm. like sort of creepy underpinnings that they still have collections of human and robot skulls in their houses. <laughs> That's true. Right. They're
0: not creepy except in that
1: way. Well,
2: it's competing but, schools of art. You know, I mean, you know, they can they can have aesthetic opinions if you've got the, the human skulls and the robot skulls to choose mm-hmm. from. I think there'll be a whole. You know, do
0: you uh, think the Natural History Museum at that point would have just like just way more wings. would have like a Tandy IBM clone? In, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like the, mm. if, if 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 they're uh, but it's stuffed. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's taxidermied. Yeah. Like if our natural history museum is like, oh, it's like the it's geology and living things over, you know, thousands of years leading up to our present, if theirs mm. is Maybe like they wouldn't maybe the, they would
1: actually be considered gross because that is their direct descendants. Like we don't have like I mean, I guess we have, like, Lucy's yeah, we, bones, right, but you wouldn't, yeah. like, taxidermy a, a Victorian-era man and put him <laughs> in really a museum. I don't
0: know if you the go, robots oh, have those ethical oh. uh, compunctions. I
1: uh, yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable speaking for them in part because they might be listening. I guess, I
0: guess you're right. I guess they pro, they, maybe they, would not, they wouldn't taxidermy their, like, Atari 2600, uh, but they might taxidermy that Victorian man. They might taxidermy Steve Wozniak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they'll taxidermy the like Frozen Walt Disney head yeah. that made all of their like they'll audio have like a, animatronic flabears,
1: like in a Lovelace and then an actual taxidermied really old Steve Wozniak, and a taxidermied middle aged Elon Musk. True, I mean I'm, uh, that's implying that, uh, and the, yes, <laughs> yeah. and then a lot cockroaches, of cockroaches and bees, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. This I guess is implying that that robot uprising happens real soon. I guess if they would be able to get Wozniak before he goes, it would be in the next few decades.
0: Yeah, maybe he'll entomb himself. Or a balm. Maybe
1: Maybe there'll be a mummy of Steve Wozniak. I don't know. It's really strange. I mean, (laughs) he's done all this math. I'm sure he knows. I mean, I think technically the Terminator thing was supposed to happen in 1997. And then they claimed that it was delayed. So, Oh, really? Is it actually canon that it's like... Yeah. Terminator 2 was it's canon d- that it was the late 90s. Yeah. And, and then, then, then the later Terminator, Terminator 3 that, established I mean,
2: that it was delayed, but then... Yeah. Why would, Terminator why, 3's what?
1: premise was basically, actually, Skynet is the internet, which was hilarious. Because right. they were like, we're going to mm-hmm. go to the heart of where Skynet is and destroy it. I actually thought that device was really good in Terminator yeah. 3. That movie was bad. Right. All of Terminator sequels are bad. Yes. Um, but I really liked that, like twist it felt like a good sort of twilight zoney classic Mm -hmm. short story twist where they're like i know what happens this computer network run by the military becomes self-aware and ends mankind we stopped it by stopping the terminator from killing us but now we're gonna go find that computer and then they just go into a room that was believed to be the heart of it and it was just like a dumpy arpanet mainframe that has just been on longer than all the other ones and Mm -hmm. basically wasn't working anymore and they went oh Yeah, that makes sense. There wouldn't just be one computer that causes this. But it was like they then end up in that room, which was like sort of Cold War era bomb shelter as the Earth gets nuked. And it was like, no, that's (laughs) like – actually, I don't – I I believe that's what happened. We can't stop it is what what the end was because they were hyped that the next one could be the Robot Wars movie. But like that end felt – Like, from a plot structure, those guys who made that must have been super excited. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that is actually a good, like, short story twist on that story, except that the rest of the movie was outrageous trash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then they broke their glasses um, in a room full of books. What? No.
0: That's a Twilight Zone. Oh, oh. Oh,
2: yeah. Come on,
0: guys. Sorry, Jake. Well. Uh, Well, that probably wraps it up for uh, the first episode of Important If True. Um, I am going to go out on. I'm gonna. I'm going to go out on an, on an endorsement for your for your future. Ooh. Um, I am going to recommend um, a kitchen tool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh,
0: I. I. Yeah. I know that sounds stupid, but it's actually amazing. Um, Nick, I know that you are like me a a big. Um, you're a devotee of serious eats and the mm. food the food mm-hmm. lab column written by Kenji Lopez Alt. Yeah. And I've noticed one of the very frequently mentioned in recipes from there and other places I've seen, you will often uh, see it recommended that you use a fish spatula. I and have that. You do have that. So I got that recently. Yeah. Um, a fish spatula, mm-hmm. which is a, like if it's it's a... Shor- a, a sh- it's spats fish. <laughs> it is a short-handled, long, spatched, I don't know what the part is, <laughs> uh, spatula <laughs> that is sort of angled... And slotted, and it's designed to to, to obviously be. Oh, used my on mom fish. had one of those. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, an old,
2: it's an old fashioned kind of yeah, design, it's a total it's classic not thing. That is sort of, um, yeah.
0: It's and you can. I've just started using it as a as a as a spatula for almost everything because it's got so many clever little design elements to it, including the fact that. Um, the end of it is sharpened almost to a blade, so it's really good. It's metal, so it can get really thin at the end. So it's always really good at, s- at scooping stuff up. The sort of angle and slight curvature makes it really good to kind of scoop things and flip them. The really long, like, spatch, blade, whatever the thing on the end of it. So your patch,
1: spatching has generally been improved yeah. across the board by this fish, and it's, fish spatula. Also,
0: it's got a really great old-timey name, which is a fish turner, which <laughs> I really like because whenever I hear it, I just think of a guy yeah. named Fish Turner.
1: Yeah. Um, or like, Old you know, whatever. Old Fish Turner. Just Oliver Fish Turner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Could be a full That's career. Tr- oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is a surname. So yeah.
0: um, Oliver <clears throat> Fish Turner recommends the Fish Turner, and so do I. Uh, it's just a really handy device for cooking, and uh, it'll make your, your kitchen exploits more convenient and fun.
2: Uh, my endorsement this week uh, is actually somewhat related to, to your endorsement, Chris, in that it is also a cooking um, uh, implement. Uh, I, for years, uh, have struggled. Uh, as much as I uh, uh, think that I am a good uh, maker of omelets, uh, turns, wow, okay. out, <laughs> turns out uh, when I started making omelets again recently, I was, I was garbage. Uh, but uh, after watching Kenji um, uh, make omelets, he endorsed this particular eight-inch... Fobberware um, uh, uh, nonstick pan, uh-huh. and it's changed my omelet-making life. Wow. And so uh, you, make, you make a lot of is, omelets It then, is. Right? I do. I well, yeah, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> I I rarely... What? <laughs> Sorry. What is happening right here? <laughs> what, what are you laughing about? <laughs> are you, are just you are about going out of your <laughs> way to do a Jeff Goldblum impression? <laughs> no, that's just how I talk now, Jake. <laughs> it is not. It is. Okay. The I, dial kept I, turning yes. up. You reverted to your natural state, I Jeff Goldblum. I think so. I think it's just okay.
2: my—it's my animal brain It's actually just <laughs> Jeff Goldblum rambling. So this
0: is a Faberware
2: <laughs> yeah. pan, yes, uh, and it is—it is, it is essentially uh, one. It's just a, a good pan, but it's also—it's uh, the perfect size. This eight-inch size for omelets for uh, for a three-egg omelet, and yeah. uh, you, you know, it's uh, without going into too much detail, uh, you want to cook omelets at high heat. Um, and the size of the pan really does factor into like the very minute differences that make or break uh, a good omelet. <laughs> and so okay. this pan um, is excellent, and I, I would say grab it on Amazon.com if right. you make
1: omelets. What I would like to endorse is that listeners go back – like seventy seconds with the knowledge that Nick is doesn't doesn't know that he's doing a Jeff Goldblum impression and listen to that omelet pan endorsement again. But just like load up, do a Google image search, just type Jeff Goldblum and like load the biggest one up full screen and right. then listen to that audio while looking into Jeff Goldblum's eyes. That I endorse that. Um having not yet experienced it, I know though <laughs> that that it will be a a rewarding experience.
0: All right. So so you've got uh Fish Turner, mm-hmm. you've got Faberware omelet pan, yes, and you've got rewinding this podcast and listening to, to Nick apparently. Pan.
1: <laughs> with a picture of Jeff Goldblum <laughs> on your screen. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's three endorsements for you on this first episode of Important if True. If you enjoyed this episode, um, please uh, subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else you subscribe to podcasts. Please tell a friend because that is. The only way we have, the, really the only way we have to spread the word about this show. Um, we're building up the audience uh, you know all over again. We we have been podcasting for a while now, but this is our this is becoming our, our main show now. And so we've got to we've got to just build it up, and you are a huge help to that if you can help spread the word. Um, you can also send us mail to questions at idlethumbs.net. Um some of the hopefully some of the stuff we've talked about on this episode will give you an idea of the sorts of things we find um funny and stupid and interesting. But we're hoping that readers will push the boundaries yep. mm-hmm. of that.
1: And the, a thing that I'm hoping for in email, which is this is not a requirement, but I think if you send something in and you can tell me or I guess tell us, excuse just tell me. If you could tell <laughs> us the the best of these things, whether it's being written in by you or being told by us, I think are ones that have a weird story attached to them, mm. then just like yeah, which so. is which is not to say don't don't send weird stuff in, please send in all things. but you know, if personal if, context, yeah, if, is, if, a, if a question comes to mind yeah. or if you're reminded of a weird story related to it, man, please tell us that because that is I'm super hungry for that. Um, I love it. Jake's super hungry for that. I am. The person who just recommended that you listen to Nick Brecken's Jeff Goldblum impression That's instead true. of bringing an actual endorsement of this episode wants you to write us really detailed emails full of content uh, yeah. to help us out. So help my lazy ass out by sending in good personal stuff. Yeah. For me to eat. I'm going to eat omelets. Okay. Chris is going to eat a fish.
2: Yeah. And you're going to eat content. I'm going to eat content. I'll <laughs> <laughs> eat the
0: content. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Patreon, Patreon. Yes, we um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> we have launched a Patreon, uh, which may seem presumptuous if you are brand new to us and what we From do. From your on perspective, this, on this podcast. you're right. Yeah, that is correct. For, but actually, we have been <laughs> we have been podcast.
1: But actually, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> no, you're you're totally right, and I would not expect anyone who is brand new to our material to to want to to back us. On patreon patreon by the way if you're not familiar is a a service where you can directly support artists and people who make things um, by pledging how, like whatever a s- a small monthly small amount. amount of money you want yeah, yeah. each month and uh, it's just it's a way for people like us who do um, projects like this that are not um,
1: <laughs> very profitable on their own to uh, and not supported by a major company like right, we're, a, we're yes. a podcast that just records We record out of a room in our office, but we're not part of a media outlet. We're not part of uh, Mm -hmm. a big business of any kind. So direct support from you guys is incredibly valuable. Um, And it's also incredibly valuable to you. Because if you back us at $5 a month, you'll get a private RSS feed, an exclusive private RSS feed, uh, which contains ad-free versions of this show every week, Mm -hmm. as well as... uh, a coupon for 10 to 15% off in our store where we sell t-shirts and a bunch of other garbage. Go to patreon.com slash idle Check it out. Also, if you back at
0: $9, you get oh, every right. month a weird postcard. We're going to design a new postcard every month. Jake probably will really be the one designing that postcard. And we're trying to convince Nick to contribute a weird thing. To yeah, we're gonna it. We'll we're gonna try and make happens. these
1: things interesting and not uh, just a thing to put on your fridge and then throw away. But like no, your, you collect them. These are collectibles. You eventually stack enough of them up that the fridge magnet can't hold <laughs> them anymore, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you close the door and they all go on the floor. And you that's and when you sell a fridge off. Off. and you like yeah. break your arm and you and you're like, yeah. God damn you, idle thumbs. But then when you fall down and uh, hit the floor, you mm-hmm. notice a thing underneath a crack in your kitchen counter that you've never noticed before, and your life has changed forever. And it's
0: and it was your mother's. Uh, jewelry box that she, she stashed there. And upon opening it, you're flooded with memories
1: and uh, priceless heirlooms. Man, um, I was about to tell a crazy mother's jewelry box story, but I maybe we'll save it for a later show. All right. Um, Someone
0: write in to remind Jake to t- <laughs> talk about yeah. mother's jewelry box, because I don't know what that is, and I want to find out. Um, the thing I was going to say it earlier- It was when I
1: got a postcard from a Patreon. Oh, just, sure, and you, you, know, you fell on the floor, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, the thing I was going to say earlier is if you're new to to this show and to us, I mean everyone's new to this show, but if you're new to our podcasting efforts, um you might wonder why we're already putting a Patreon out. We've actually been podcasting together uh since 2008 in various forms. Um and we have we have a, a number of other shows on our site at net, and we uh
1: We also know. we stream video games at twitchtv Thumbs, mm-hmm. where you can watch Nick you know, do battle in virtual realms. Mm. <laughs> yes.
0: So that's that's all for plugging <laughs> our, own, our own stuff. But <laughs> patreon.com slash idle thumbs is where you can find that campaign. Our website for this show is uh, importantiftrue.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at importantcast and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash importantiftrue. Our email address, once again, is questions at idlethumbs.net. And on that, uh, we will take off One other thing I have been wondering. Okay. And I need to know if Icy Hot is icy or hot. I asked this question on the previous podcast that we did called Idle Thumbs, the Idle Thumbs podcast, and nobody answered me. I didn't get a single reader answering that question. I'm putting this out in this post podcast
3: secret zone. Someone let me know. Is Icy Hot icy or hot?